Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noah Ruiz, I'm a designer here at Adafruit. And joining me every week is Mr. Pedro. What's going on everybody? I'm Pedro Ruiz, creative tech here at Adafruit. And every week we come to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit. That's right, this is where we combine 3D printing and DR electronics to make inspirational projects. What's up everybody? Thank you so much for joining us. This is episode, what, 204? And we got, let's start off the show with the coupon code. Today's coupon code is PIXELGRID, so if you want to pick up anything in from shop, you can use the coupon code PIXELGRID and get 10% off your order. This works on everything in the shop except for the Adabox subscriptions and uh, gift certificates, but this works on everything, like printers and all that sort of stuff. If you head on over to adafruit.com free, you can see all the deals that we got going on, um, so check that out, adafruit.com free, while supplies last, of course. Same day delivery is that option to the fine folks in New York City. Certain zip codes apply. Go to the website to learn about more about that. We got we have a Circuit Python meeting every Monday, um, by our led by uh, Scott Shawcroft, who is lead Circuit Python developer, and many other fine folks that come in and contributors as well. So if you want to sit in and listen into the meeting, it is recorded live and published later on YouTube. It happens every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Talk about newsletters, Adafruit Daily is the daily newsletter. If you want that, you gotta subscribe and opt into it. It's adafruitdaily.com, separate website, separately from your account, if you have one. New new newsletter, this is a newsletter image, kind of, of Adabot. <laughs> but it is what we use for the newsletter, adafruit.com slash newsletter, that one's a product focus one, happens once a week. Almost done with, shop, almost done with uh, house cleaning. Discord, if you want to guys hang out with us after the show, Discord is where it's at. Hello. I just typed in Discord, so we are hanging out there. There's a Discord channel. Um, it's uh, discord.gg slash Adafruit is the invite link. It's always linked up there above in the purple header over there. Um, and uh, we're hanging out there all the time. People get lots of project helps, uh, share their projects, and hello to everybody who's posting on there. So again, if you want to hang out after the chat, after the shows, uh, we're there, hanging out. And there's Discord. I might as well get to this now. Um, if you are a maker and you're looking to um, get some monies for your maker skills to pay the bills. Or if you're a maker company who needs people. Yeah, to build projects and stuff. Um, check out the Adafruit Jobs Board, which just launched um, over the weekend or yesterday, something like that. So if you head on over to adafruit.com, or actually, I think it's jobs.adafruit.com. It is a brand new site. Let's check it Soft out. Soft launched, quick. I believe, on Friday. Yep, and it's nice up. Get some new posts. Yeah, so make your profile. It's free to do so. So you can make your profile. Uh, this one just got posted from Micro Center, and um, they tell you all the job descriptions and stuff, what they're seeking for. Um, there's also some software jobs that I saw um, for like. Um, in, uh, embedded engineer, um, other things like that. So check them out. People are starting to use it. Um, you can also see all the maker profiles that people have set up there. Um, so if you are a maker and you uh, are looking to get some extra work and stuff, maybe some contract work, freelance work, mm -hmm. um, make yourself a profile and um, people can pick you um, to do stuff. So that's really cool. I'm really happy it's back. Especially if you are on a certain hub that no longer uh, those at work. Yeah, yeah, you can maybe substitute that. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's good options. It's free, so you're good there. So that is the Adafruit Jobs board, board. again, Adafruit, or jobs.adafruit.com. Check it out. I think, the, I think good things for that. All right, let's start off with this week's project. 
heading on over to the learning system. This is the project that we have this week. It is a little color matching game using the new Neo Trellis. This, is a full, this uses full color uh, NeoPixel LEDs in a four x four grid con configuration. You can do all sorts of different things with this. Um, it works um, with the new Seesaw um, I squared C to anything chip. So you can connect this to any of our fine controllers, the micro, uh, the Trinket M0, the Gemma M0, um, all the M0s, they will work <laughs> with this. Or if you want to use an Arduino, you can do that too. But why is it called Neo Trellis? Why is it called Neo Trellis? Because it features Neo Pixel LEDs on the grid. You do not have to solder your own LEDs anymore and you get any color. So what we did is we 3D printed this lovely box. Um, it uses very minimal hardware, so it just looks really minimal, very simple. You get your 4x4 grid on the side. You have an LED button. Let's look at that LED button. There's the LED button. You can use this for input, digital input. So for now, we have it reset. Um, so you can use a momentary button for that. It is a 16 millimeter button. So you can switch it out and use some of the cheaper ones with an LED if you want. The toggle switch is up there. Uh, normally, we have like a little small switch, but I'm really digging these toggle switches. Um, they're just so nice and easy to get to. I think from a accessibility standpoint, uh, those, are, those are really nice. Uh, so let's talk about real quick the color matching game itself. Uh, this is written in CircuitPython. Huge shout out to John Park and Kirby G, um, who helped kind of contribute. They took the demo code that Dean wrote for the uh, kind of the original uh, demo code that comes with the, the learn guide, accompanied with the, uh, the Neo Trellis board. And we took that and modified it so that you get some different colors and stuff. So here's the way it works. So when it starts up, it kind of clears through. This like, kind of lights all the pixels up white. When you press any of the buttons and hold it down, it'll turn white. When you let go on button release, you get a random color. So the point of the game is to that first color is to now match all of these colors with this first color. So it's red, right? So if I, as, I, as I press these buttons, you'll notice that the colors uh, if I keep pressing the same button, it's a little hard to see, but... Yeah, you want to turn down the exposure? Uh, yeah, I'll turn it down. Um, so you, it's using the random library, so every time we release on the button, you get a different color. Um, so, so it's a little bit tricky to kind of get the desired color. Oh, wrong camera. Yeah, wrong camera. I'm trying to do like three things here. There we go. Here you go. It's a more to true scale of what the colors look like. It looks very, very vivid. This is like 20% brightness. At full brightness, everything blows out the camera, so you get the option to change your colors um, for you. So that's kind of the point of the game. And shout out to Pedro's five-year-old, Gavin, who was playing with this, and he just went out of his way to turn all the colors into green. And that was his like sort of method of game, is like, hey, I'm going to turn all these things green. So now they're all green, and when you're done, you can hold down this button here, and then press any one of these four by four buttons. So I'll press this one here. It'll clear that and then give me a brand new color on that button. So now the, now the point of the game is to match them to that new color. So I got this blue color. Let's see if I can get them all. And um, you know, this is very, very simple, basic demo. Um, there's no real rules set to the game. None of that's really programmed in there yet. But I think uh, for developers or maybe some students that want to build their own game with, with a CircuitPython, is that uh, you can add all sorts of different features and things to this game. So let's say when we get all the colors matching, maybe we can get some sound effects. It's really easy um, to add sound effects um, to CircuitPython. You just drag them into the USB drive, and then you can, you can uh, code it up and use uh, different WAV files 
So that's really cool. And you can have sound effects maybe when you win the game. Maybe there's a timer-based system. There's so many different things you can do with it. And uh, this is just like a, a way to get something that's like a desk toy that you can play with. It gives you colors and mm -hmm. it really shows off the, uh, really the case in, um, in the, the, the full color NeoPixels that you get with this. Very, very nice. And he was like pressing all the buttons and like just trying to break it. So it's really hardy. Uh, you get USB over here on the side so you can reprogram the battery or you can reprogram um, and you can also recharge the battery. The battery is pretty big in here. It's a 1200 milliamp LiPo battery. That's pretty big and it, it's uh, kind of housed nicely. Um, it's all snap fit. You can't even see the, the, the seams here, but there are very, very slight seams. It's not meant to be uh, cracked open that much, but you can crack it open. And uh, it has the snap fit nubs and indentations on that. So you get this right here. All the connections are actually using um, uh, JST connectors. So it's really easy to panel mount these guys. And we're going to look at it in the guide and look at the whole uh, thing here, but uh, there's the battery. There's a nice little battery holder here um, for the the lipo uh, the, the lipoly, and uh, it just press fits. There's no need for glue or anything. There are some screws here uh, to house the uh, the to to secure the the Adafruit Feather M0 Express to the to the built-in standoffs there. Um, and I really like using screws because that's kind of the best way to kind of get your um, your boards mounted. So it just snap fits, holds in place, no screws top is the same DLE, so you can just take the top out, and there are the bare um, NeoPixel LEDs, really, really small ones, I think they're the 5050s, really small. The rubber elastomer is the same rubber elastomer that worked with the original trellis, so we didn't have to do anything there. Uh, huge shout out to Mike Dole for, uh, for uh, making this one. And these are the little uh, capacitive touch rubber things that, uh, that press. So there are these little knobs here, very, very fine pitch knobs, and they, uh, they just mate with the holes here. So. The, goal, the, the thing is to just line up the holes and then uh, snap it in. That's it. There you go. So I can turn off now. All right, so let's, uh, let's take a look at the, the learn guide and just walk through the assembly a little bit. Real quick, yes, you can turn this into a keyboard. Yeah. Or turn it into activate sound. Um, I don't know about MIDI though, right? Yeah, I With think Lamar Arduino, had an right? idea of making it BLE MIDI, so we might, we might do that. There's some there stuff are, to yeah, this is, up. this is a preliminary project, it's like let's get something up there and, mm -hmm. and get some nice demo code for, for the folks to kind of start brainstorming ideas. Yeah. And that was really the goal for this project, so um, yeah, a stream deck is one of the options, a, mm -hmm. a MIDI controller, maybe a standalone synth that makes sounds would be really cool too. Yeah. Um, so coming up, coming up, this won't be the last time you see this. No, this, now that we have the Seesaw um, and uh, the NeoPixels, holy, holy, and CircuitPython, mm -hmm. this is gonna be amazing. This is amazing. All right, so let's uh, walk through this one. Uh, so this will walk you through um, kind of the project here, the parts that are used to build the project. Not a lot of parts. I'm, tr I'm trying to make it so that there's not a lot. I could have added a speaker and I could add this and that. Make it really minimal. Next this time. Is what you need. Next, Next time. time. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Kirby was asking about the button that we're using for the reset. Is yeah, that RGB or is it just red? It is just red. I did not ah. use the RGB. You could use the RGB. In fact, the RGB is probably better. It is a little bit more costly, uh, but it is shorter. And mm. it has obviously three different colors and you can mix them, I think. Uh, which, that's really cool. Uh, but yeah, just using the regular uh, LED one. It's like five bucks. Not bad, right? Oh, yeah. I also have the very cheap 16 millimeter momentary push button, the red one. This one's a dollar. This one's a dollar. So if you don't want to light up your button, less connections, much easier. I like this button. And it's really short too. Same size panel mount, 16 millimeter. 
Uh, so any standard 60 millimeter button will uh, fit on the case. So it's nice. Toggle switch. Uh, this is the, uh, what is it? S single pole double throw switch. So you got that, you got three terminals in there. This is a really beefy switch, but it's really small too. Comes with all the hardware and stuff you need for panel mounting. And I believe it's a, what? Eight millimeter hole or 12 millimeter hole? Yeah, it's a 12 millimeter hole. So any kind of switch that has that hole, you can, uh, you can put it in there. Also, of course, the CAD files are available to download so you can modify it. If you want to reposition the buttons or something, you can do that too. All right, so as far as uh, extra hardware and stuff, um, I got some JST connectors linked here um, and the screws. Uh, these are the flathead screws that work really well with the, with, the, with the mounting holes on the feather. So I definitely recommend getting these style of screws. They work the best with our boards. Got a nice list of tools and some prerequisite guides. So the M0 Express, if you're new with it, it's always helpful to walk through it, get a, a tour of the pins. Same thing with the Neo Trellis. This one talks about the libraries for Arduino and the CircuitPython libraries. Welcome to CircuitPython. If you're new to CircuitPython, there is a nice thorough guide about CircuitPython. And if you're new to soldering, we also have an excellent guide to soldering. So it's always nice to have. And those are all the prerequisites. Talk about the circuit diagram. Um, to wire up your Neo Trellis. Um, we got four different connections. Uh, this one uses an interrupt pin, so we're using pin five, and then just uh, any available uh, voltage and ground connections. Uh, for the data, it's using zero clock and zero data, so those are two wires. So you total of five wires to connect the, the, the uh, trellis, the Neo Trellis. Uh, for the switch, we're using the enable pin to shut off the three volt regulator. So you can recharge the battery while the circuits are turned off, which is really nice. And then the button I have here, it's, it's the LED button. So you'll see it has four connections, voltage to ground, and then a common ground, and um, normally open. Uh, or is it normally closed? It normally open. So uh, if you're just using a regular push button, you don't have to worry about uh, wiring the LED. But I am wiring, I wire the LED to the three volts, uh, to one of the three volt pins on the feather. Um, real nice thing about these buttons, the LED buttons, they have a built-in resistor and you can, you can go up to 6 volts and it won't blow up. And when you start messing with 12 volts, you got to put a resistor in there, but the, it has a built-in, so you're good there. Rating's pretty nice on those LED buttons. And all the wired connections are broken out here for, assisted, for uh, uh, accessibility sakes. Uh, it's, all wire, it's all like that. There you go. Text. Wire links are something that's always nice to have as well, so we have the wire links. Uh, the suggested wire links, I would say. You can make whatever like you want, but that's what we used. Talking about the software, we're going to set you up with the Adafruit Feather M0 Express for CircuitPython. There's a nice guide to do that. It's really, really simple. Double tap the reset button and drop in the latest UF2 file onto your circuit boot. Or is it Feather Boot? I think it's called Feather Boot when you first load it up. For the Feather, yeah. Yeah. CircuitPython libraries. This is really nice. You see those three big bolds? Those are the dependencies that you want to you, when, you're, when you're messing with CircuitPython, you want to make sure you have the right libraries, just like Arduino. Um, so this is a Neo Trellis is its own library. Seesaw is its own library, and the bus device is also its own library. So there's the three libraries that you need. Hopefully, they're visually like, stick out. You want to make sure, like, hey, get these libraries before you try this code. So there you go. Those are, and you can get that a part of the Adafruit CircuitPython library bundle. The bundle has all of the CircuitPython libraries. You want to keep downloading this every week because <laughs> there's new libraries every week. Um, but you can cherry pick the ones you need as well. As far as uploading code, we've got a nice little guide for how to install Moo Python Editor. So you don't have to use the text editor. You should probably use the Moo Python Editor if you want a little bit better syntax highlighting your things. 
so here's the trellis demo. Again, shout out to John Park and Kirby G for helping out with this one. Uh, so this is the code. It's just a modified uh, version of the demo code that Dean wrote for the, uh, the Neo Trellis. Got some colors over here. You can change these colors as you want. Um, yeah, we have two uh, colors here, the push color and the animation color. And we just kind of walk through here um, how it's working. Yay. So check it out. You make modifications and it's all open source. Some GitHub as well, um, which I need to link to. Yeah, I'll link to it after the show. I forgot to link to the GitHub page. Um, so yeah, all CircuitPython. Very cool. To the code? Yeah, it's on GitHub. Slash learn. learn. Yeah, slash learn. I have it here. I'll throw it up there somewhere. Moving on to the 3D printing portion of it, this page just walks you through all the parts. It's four different parts, no support material required. Um, yeah, those are the parts. You can download the files. Here's the, this download link will take you to the GitHub repo where uh, the source files are here, the step files, the fritzing diagram, the STLs, and the Fusion 360 original archive is there as well. So if you just jump out of the files folder and go into the NeoTrellis color game subdirectory, there is the main.py. Um, you can fork it, you can uh, pull request it. Please do. It's available uh, there to do that. And we're trying to do that to all of our um, codes and projects as well. So we're trying to give out as much as we can. Snap fit tolerances, this just shows a really nice explosion CAD demo of it, really. Um, but yeah, as far as the slice settings go, uh, I did ask John Park to print one on his Ultimaker and his setup, and it, it kind of didn't, it was a little too loose. So then I realized, like, oh yeah, it's probably the, the, the line width. So the line width is something that you can have your, your, the nozzle, your extruder kind of pump out a little bit thicker material. And that's what we tend to do. So we have our uh, kind of the basic uh, slice settings here, the layer height, the line width, uh, print speed, infill. Why is infill 60%? That's not right, it should be like 20. All right, well, other than that, it doesn't really matter because they're all perimeters and it's 100% infill in my book. No support material required, so there you go. And this was sliced with uh, Cura 3.5, but any of the threes will work well. Um, and again, the line width might vary depending on your printer setup, but at least you're aware of it now. The design source files, if you want to use the feather board in your project, the trellis in your projects, a battery in your project, we have all those CAD parts modeled in, in a separate uh, GitHub repository, which is here. I tried to link these in every single guide because uh, they're there and uh, folks should use them if they'd like to. One of our uh, recommended printers that we have in the shop is the Inventor FlashForge Monoprice printer. It has a really, a long really name. nice printer and can print. Huh? So that's a long name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Monoprice Inventor 2, 3D printer with touchscreen and Wi-Fi. <laughs> Pretty nice for what you get. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll show Ninja off Flex. what I just finished printing. Yeah. NinjaFlex. It's great. All right. So let's talk about the Learn Guide. That's all the 3D printed stuff. Uh, I probably should note, too, that this filament is from Filamentum. This is a really, really nice uh, filament company. They make, a, they manufacture really nice uh, pigments, a filament, this PLA. It's called Vertigo Galaxy. That's why everybody's always asking me, what wow. filament is that? What that looks so good. Yeah. Um, we're trying to stock it, but I don't know. They're, they're, are they talking to us? What's going on? <laughs> if you're watching filaments, what's going on? We're trying to stock your stuff. Please take our money. Uh, the JST cables is the next page. And this one just talks about all the different JST connectors that we have in the shop. We have a female, a male, and, a J and an extension cable, which kind of has two of them. Now, these are PVC type wires where the, the sheathing of it is like this 
melty junk. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. So I made my own. I made my own JST connection with silicone coated wires. Uh, we have this super neat um, ribbon cable of silicone wires. If you've never worked with silicone wires, man, you're missing out. This stuff is great. Very, very flexible, a, very, very strong. We need a roll of this. We need a roll of this. So this comes in a really nice or 10 school. wire, one meter long. We need more. We're, we're really running low on ours. And uh, you can pull it apart like screen cheese. This stuff is great. I, I can't recommend this stuff enough. And that's why I was like, all right, I'm going to show you how I did it. So um, I, I walk you through. Uh, painstakingly soldering each individual connection to make these custom JST connectors. Totally um, worth it. They are so nice. You know what? I'll tell you this one thing. I'll, I'll go over here. So we're, we're here. I'll tell you. So there you go. You got options. JST cables. You kind of want to do this because if you don't have JST connectors, well, you're just going to have to solder it inside mm -hmm. the box, which is, you know, a little dangerous. Soccer with the battery, wiring up the battery. Um, nice photos of, of just kind of walking through wiring it. I'm using the LED battery, so. Nice thing about this uh, button, did I say LED battery? I meant LED button. Nice thing about this button is that the, there are markings on the side of it, so you can see exactly what's positive, what's, what's ground, what's normally open, normally closed. So you get those two connections, because you've got to power the LED, and um, the button. So you get two of those uh, sets of uh, JST connectors. These are the male connectors. And then we'll have a set of female connectors that are attached to the feather, that way you can just connect them really easily and detach them really easily. So that's the button. Same thing for the switch. For the switch, uh, we actually have just one set of JC connectors because uh, it's, uh, it's just the enable pin and the ground pin that's being, uh, it's being turned on here. So there you go. Let's see, the Neo Trellis itself, here's the funny story. So this is the ribbon cable, the uh, colored jumper wires, the raw ones. And uh, I used this because I ran out of the silicone coated wires. And this is regular uh, PVC type uh, wires where if you're not careful, you can totally melt with your soldering iron. It'll just mm -hmm. melt right away. <laughs> so the funny thing about this one is that as I was doing this and I put it in the case, like three connections broke because it's not silicone coated wires, I guess. You gotta be careful. And uh, if you're gonna you know, take this thing apart a bunch of times, which is what you do when you're documenting your project, you want the strongest, most reliable connection. And um, yeah, these, these wires are great if you're not moving it a lot. So I'll, I'll say that. But I love the colors, so rainbow color definitely worked out well. And um, another thing to note is the orientation of the wires. Isn't that always a thing in mm -hmm. your projects? Yep. You kind of want to wire it this way. If you don't, good luck putting it in the box, right? You gotta uh, twist it and that'll <laughs> totally mess with the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's why they're coming in from the inside and not the edge of the case, because that's how you mount it. That's how you mount the thing. So uh, that's the way I have it. Wiring up the feather is uh, really easy. Just uh, get all those female connectors. There's sets of three here because we got the button, the LED, and the, uh, the on-off switch. So those all get wired into the feather. And then wiring the Neo Trellis um, wires to the feather. Um, I have them all kind of onto the, onto the right side. So the, init, the, um, the interrupt pin, voltage and ground, zero clock, zero data. Those are all actually nicely organized over there onto the right side. So it's kind of neat. If you ever need to uh, in, uh, expand these images, just click the image. You can click the image. You can see the full 5K image in all its glory. And my terrible soldering work. Look at that terrible soldering work. Don't do that. Anyway, image, big, 5K. Okay, did we, did we wire the thing up? All right, we're moving on to the assembly. So 
preview your stuff, make sure your wires are good. Um, securing the feather to the standoffs, you want to make sure that the orientation is correct. I didn't even bother with, um, what do you call it, the tapping the threads, because mm. they just worked out well. So it's, it's very, very short screws too. Uh, the the uh, standoffs are like five millimeters tall, so you want to have your thread be at least four millimeters max, so you don't, you know, break it or whatever. So that's, that's that. Installing the components, this is really why I use JST connectors, because installing these panel mounted things, um, you kind of have to put it in or wire it in first. So that's why I like the JST connectors. So you can just disconnect it and keep the components uh, secured and panel mounted to the frame itself. This is an open frame, so you can just print the frame and the top and the bottom cover snap on top of it. Um, so it's nice that you can just print the frame like that. It is a, a one five millimeter thick, so if your bed's not the best, maybe you want to put a brim on it when you're printing. Um, but yeah, all the included hardware, all the hardware is included for panel mounting the switch and the button, so just use those. Okay. Uh, to install the NeoTrellis, you kind of have to pull it through and uh, fit it through the tray. So I have that listed here. Uh, the tray has a little cutout that accommodates for the, uh, for, the, for the pads that have the soldered wires. And now it's starting to make sense why we uh, you know, uh, wired it in this orientation because the, look at the tray. You can see the tray won't allow the wires to go that way because that's kind of how it works. The tray itself is, uh, it snaps into the box and there's these little, there's like a ledge in the box that prints with the chamfer and uh, that's what, how, that's where the tray resides. It resides in this ledge and you can't press it in, it won't fall through because the ledge um, kind of mates with it. It's kind of nice. It's like a stopper? Yeah, end stop, I guess you call it stopper. Install the elastomer pads, we were looking at that, the way the elastomer pads have to fit. They're keyed in with these little rubber knobs and they fit right into the mating holes in the PCB. Uh, installing the top cover, just want to make sure that the, uh, the nubs are oriented with the indentations when you snap it in and it'll snap in just fine. Installing the battery, again I have a press fit holder for the, for the 1200 milliamp battery. Nice and big, connect that directly into the JST port on the feather. That's always a nice thing, no soldering there. Connect everything, you want to make sure all your connections are right. You want to, the only thing that matters, the only polarity that matters here is the LED. So you want to make sure that your JC connectors are, uh, are wired uh, in the right orientations and stuff for polarity. So voltage will ground the ground for the LED. There you go. Uh, and then closing it up, you want to make sure the USB port is lined up with the cutout. And um, when you're closing it, just make sure all the wires are Inside the box, there's enough room for some excess wire, so well, that's nice. And that's pretty much it. That's the whole assembly of the case. Rushed through a little bit, but hey, let's walk through the guide um, thoroughly as, as, you, as you can. So there it is. To fun, somebody is going to be modifying this. Uh, Zenith is going to modify this to accommodate a little OLED display oh rotary gosh. encoder. Let me know if you need me to model that. Um, for you. You can write the code and I'll do the model. <laughs> they want to make a nice little keyboard device. That'd be great. No lipo though. Yeah, that's you won't need the lipo if you Until got the keyboard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Definitely sounds like Yeah, let me know if you need that project. OLED model. I think that'd be cool. The OLED feather wing or just the OLED breakout? Mm. One of those. Because I do plan Maybe to feather. use an OLED feather. in a upcoming time lapse rig updated, remember? Mm -hmm. We want to make our time lapse yeah. rig have an OLED on it as well. Uh, and I want to use the feather OLED, so I need to model it. 
I'm posting links to all the stuff on all of the chats, so you can get all the GitHub 3D files for this. You can get the uh, links to the guide that has all the products for this if you want to build your own. Yes. Of course, use 10% off discount code PIXELGRID, PIXELGRID. this week. Expires at 11.59 p.m. tonight. Yes. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's What Are We Prototyping? Sure, what are we prototyping? We're on a super easy one for Halloween themed. It's all super cool treasure box looking um, spooky Can I show that? box. Yeah, show that. All right, look at this spooky box. This is at uh, Big Lots, which is a supermarket here. All the supermarkets have really, really cool, you know, inspiration for, mm -hmm. for Halloween props. So this one has a PIR, some LEDs on there. Nice textured cardboard box. Yeah. Everything's foam, so it's super light. There's there sound is effects. a sound effects. Um, there's a wheel that's made out of like EVA foam. foam. Yeah, mm -hmm. on the bottom that's just moving the box forward and back. You got audio that's just you know moaning and groaning. Yeah, it's and a spooky moving box. Yeah, yeah. Nice lights. Mm -hmm. So super we simple remake that I wanted to yeah. do. So this is just an Ada box. And if you go to the overhead. See what it looks like. Just a reprinted skull. This is not the one I'm gonna use. I actually have like a notch cut out so it can go in here. So when you open up the box, actually I'm gonna have a cam follower, follower on there with the motor so it'll you know, <laughs> sort of move the, um, the box up and down and chatter as it's moving around. I've got some LEDs. Um, it's not done yet. Yeah, it's got like eight more hours left to go yeah. on the, the real skull I'm gonna be using for this. Three printed chains using the Rapunzel Silver, but I think I really like this rusted look of the Protopasta Aromic Coffee. 3D printed chains? Yeah, 3D printed chains, super old customizer. Um, on Thingiverse. File on Thingiverse that you can totally make. Open design, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And if we look inside the box, all it is is a continuous servo with cardboard um, wheel. Oh, We're gonna yeah. swap this out for the TT motor, one of our big wheels and the Cricut with a CPX in here. And super simple, the lights will diffuse through, be some cutaways for the um, eyes that'll be on the skull, that'll uh, pop through. And if you just turn it on, I forget which one it is. Is it this one? Yeah. Eh, eh. There you go. Super easy. Don't get away from your box. Yes. Yeah, so an, a PIR sensor is something that uh, we want to try to use. So that it gets activated, it's motion activated with the yeah. PIR sensor. And we'll have room for the, the speaker in there. has all the ports, all the signal the ports for for uh, talking to analog uh, sensors. So this is this is our standard black Ada box, mm -hmm. um, Ada yeah. fruit box. Just printed out like some old like paint texture to make it look like a treasure box or something. Yeah, Pretty so good. we want to combine. Um, you know, kind of paper mache is, so we'll do some Mod Podge and we'll do yeah. some brush strokes It'll be a to give nice some depth. Artsy crafty type so project. Crafts plus 3D printing stuff. Mm -hmm. Kind of bit, bit uh, kit bashing it. As yeah, we, yeah. You know, these are parts that are already on Thingiverse, so you might as well kind of throw it together. Yeah, throw all these together. Yeah, that should be fun, simple project, last minute, like spooky thing to have in your yard if you're doing trick treating or whatever. Right. Should be nice. Uh, definitely stick it in something else. Yeah, this was it's prototype. Awesome. This is our prototype box. Using cardboard as a medium for prototyping is always awesome. Mm -hmm. We have a vinyl cutter that we can cut precise wheels. I love how fast wheels. it's supposed to do. 
it was so fast to get it to work, and of course even faster with make code. So yes. we just dragging and dropping things to make, uh, we need this motor to go, and yeah. let's use the input for the cap touch, it's so easy to do. Uh, so super simple, I just wanted to point out how good these chains came out on the Inventor. Didn't have to use any brims, no supports, just worked. And I was using blue tape. Mm, actually, I want to show what it actually looks like. Yeah, please um, do. So these are I mean, they're, they're pretty old. They're the, pretty strong. No supports either. They're just, the geometry works out to where they're at a 45. So this is fresh out of the printer, printed yep. in uh, protopastas coffee or aromatic coffee PLA. Mm -hmm. I think we still have a couple spools in the, in the store. Printed with no graft supports. Just no raft. Straight on blue tape. Check that out, blue tape. And the blue tape was on there because I left it on from the Ninja Flex. So, comes right off, ready to go. Print your own blockchains. Yeah. <laughs> Got my own blockchain. There you go. Very cool. Check the quality of these guys. Sorry, the autofocus is never a good thing. And manual focus. Aha. Woo. No, 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 a little bit. Yeah, right there. There we go. Yeah, check that out. Yeah, look at those overhangs. Yeah, excellent job of that. Amazing. Yeah, and the it filament. No longer smells like <laughs> coffee. No. But turned out way better than um, the, I was gonna like post-process this, like airbrush it, but nah, I don't yeah. got time for that. It's with, Let's the, just the filament pigments are looking really good where you don't need to if you find the right filament. Yeah. Just a couple oh, of so those. Used a little bit? Yeah, just a little bit. You can okay. see right there, and they come right off. And they print, you know, in a spiral like that, so that it's optimized. Yeah, so I tried doing printing. this on the Ultimaker. I needed a giant brim. I know, I should have used PEI. Should have used PEI? I'm gonna have to now, because this is ridiculous. <laughs> PEI, here we come. I know. We're gonna do it live on the show next week. I think <laughs> we should do that, just to <laughs> Finally get us to do it, right? Mm -hmm. We have like all these sheets. They're just sitting Keep there. Keeping screaming to get to the PEI I don't train. Wanna. I don't wanna. I don't uh, well, here's what made me do it. Freaking chain. So <laughs> we'll do that next week, live. Okay. So y'all can like hold us to it <laughs> if we actually do it. <laughs> so super easy. Um, that'll be for next week. Ah, how about some fog in the box? Some fog. Yeah. You know what? It doesn't Maybe mean, next year. Maybe next year. Yeah, we'll start getting uh, as soon as we get like the, the Kenthal wire and mm. start messing with um, you know heating elements yeah. and things like that. Vape juice. Vape uh, bubble gum. Vape juice. Yeah, <laughs> I think we'll we'll get there next year. Okay. Well, <laughs> until then, pizza bread. Use that coupon code so you can get yourself an Ada box. Yeah. To use on your project. <laughs> Very cool. Looking at my notes here. Next up, we got a layer by layer. Layer by layer. Is that it? Thought I had something else. Oh no, that's the time of Suze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to layer by layer land. So all of our CAD parts are on GitHub. It's its own library, its own GitHub repo. Adafruit slash Adafruit underscore CAD underscore parts. Adafruit CAD parts. Just search for it in Google and hopefully this shows up. Uh, so this week, if we you're got a some frequent stalker, I would subscribe to the GitHub yeah. notifications for this. Yeah, so you can see every time something new is updated. Where are even the stats for, this week? <laughs> even for code stuff too. That's how we find out about stuff. It's like, oh, look right. what's being worked on now. Look at this thing I just got pushed through. Mm. Yeah. So we got 30 watches, 68 stars, seven forks. Um, huge shout out to Jesse Friedman who's been contributing uh, via pull requests. Um, Jesse made some images. 
uh, or actually made some parts uh, that, that are listed over here, so you can see those. And um, Jesse also wrote a Python script to extract mm. thumbnail images from the Fusion 360 file. So the Fusion 360 <laughs> file is just a zip file with, uh, I think, a step file. Yeah, and, it is. You know, uh, images. So uh, Jesse thought it'd be cool to extract them out. So it's really cool. I gotta, I gotta add that in and, and try it out myself. But for the most part, the uh, the parts that Jesse did uh, commit are already here and pulled into the master. So check it out. So this week we have some new parts that we uh, that we made. So let's uh, head over to the tunnel. Here we are in the tunnel, and now we'll Ooh. go to Fusion. Go into Fusion. So the first part we got is this is the Phona 3G module. So if you're looking to get uh, wireless connectivity uh, via GSM uh, or, or GPS, uh, this is the Phona 3G. Um, so it has this, it comes with a SIM card. Um, we have that as an option. Ting as a as an option. It has a TTRS yes. phone jack already built in. It's got uh, the antennas, the UF, uh, ULF or UFL? I think it's UFL connectors for the GPS and for um, the cell antenna here. Uh, reset buttons and uh, the JST connector here for plugging a LiPo battery because I believe it has onboard LiPo charging. Uh, so this was made using um, Eagle CAD to Fusion 360. Um, that feature uh, works out well. Uh, a couple weeks ago, it was broken where the decals weren't showing up, but now it's, they fixed it, the latest version of Fusion 360 and Eagle uh, now fix it. So it's really awesome because now I can keep making these really fine-tuned um, boards. So if you're using this in a project, um, you can use it <laughs> in your project. <laughs> Somebody asked for it in the forums. You're like, oh yeah, sure, let's do it. We got another one here. This is a, a Feather M0 Wi-Fi using the uh, Winst 1500 something something or other. And uh, this is great if you're looking for the Feather form factor and you want some wireless connectivity. Uh, you can do so with the Feather M0 Wi-Fi at Winst 1500 at SAMD 21GA18 48 MHz and 3.3 volt, 3, 3 .3 volts. Woo! This is a nice one. Um, we're going to be using it in a, in a new project. Was it launched already? If you go to ifits.com slash new, I think that's in stock, right? What? Those? Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why would it? Why you... Oh, we're not talking about it anymore? No, no, no. Whoops. All right, so there's that one. In the works is the, uh, the prop maker wing. Uh, this is the prop maker wing beta. No silkscreen on it, so I won't release this until the silkscreen is released and published on GitHub. Um, I think Lamar does it like moments before throwing it live in the in the store. I don't know, um, but I got this, and um, if you folks need it right now, I, I, I could throw it to you. But it doesn't have that silk screen, which will be on the back here. Silk screen by Philby. I ain't releasing it until I get that silk screen. <laughs> so this has all the stuff from the uh, prop maker wing. Speaking of the prop maker wing, are we going to talk about or no next week? Yeah, next? yeah, yeah. Let me let me finish this. <laughs> Uh, this is really great for folks in the assistive this tech community is awesome. are looking for uh, a way to get uh, uh, pressure, pressure sense. So for a sip and puff type device, uh, this is really cool. Lamar showed this off last week in a demo where she was blowing into a tube and it was increasing the NeoPixel um, ring. So it was kind of like showing, it's kind of like a game it almost looked yeah, like. Know, right? Very, very cool, but just kind of demonstrating the fact that you can get the really precise measurements. Uh, readings from this uh, pressure sensor. Mm -hmm. And we have pressure sensors already in this store, but none of them are easy to attach a tube. So uh, Bill Binko, shout out to Bill Binko from AT Makers, who's working on a sip and puff design. And uh, he's uh, already going through 
uh, finding out what are the right connectors, McMaster Carr actually makes some really nice tubes. He was trying to print the adapter, the coupler that would oh, adapt wow. to this. It's too small. It's just something you don't want to print because it can get bacteria so from the layers. So mm -hmm. you really want to have a oh, yeah. pre-made, uh, food-safe silicone type of solution. And McMaster Carr apparently has the part. Um, so more details on that. But if you want the pressure sensor right now, we do have it. Very, very small sensor. Um, but so uh, I had to model this guy because there isn't a part for it yet. But hopefully that's pretty accurate. The data sheet was really nice and had a lot of details in it. So I think it's pretty good. So that's the MPRLS pressure sensor for Madafruit. Uh, oval speaker, if you guys need an oval speaker, we started carrying this oval speaker in the shop. It's a really small speaker with a Pico blade connector already soldered on it. And uh, I just thought I'd model it because I will be using it in a new project. Other thing is this LED button. You guys probably remember these LED buttons. I was going to use it in my Sabre, but uh, I ended up not using it. So I have this button here. And the last thing we'll show is the Neo Trellis, of course. The star of the show is the Neo Trellis. This has been up there since last week, but I thought I'd throw it up there again. Um, yeah, a lot of the nice stuff on it. You can get real accurate, uh, you know, holes and stuff like that for it. For mounting the tray, or for mounting this PCB, I just really like that tray. Must. Yeah, so check those out. All those and more on the uh, Adafruit CAD parts, and those are the new parts this week. Again, go to github.com slash Adafruit. All right. There's my label there. <laughs> oh, whoops. Let's see, what else is in the notes? I guess we're going to go to Shop Talk. I'm going to talk about, oh, we already did the job support, so that's good. JST PH connector kit. Not really interested in that. It's not that fun. Cyber wing demo? I guess we can show off the blades from the uh, feather. You want to go to the feather? I mean, the, the lightsaber. Yeah, you guys want to see a lightsaber? Yeah, let's look at the lightsaber. Go ahead and pull that out like you're going to. So I wanted to show you guys uh, the blade, that, uh, the, the prototype blade that we constructed. So actually, let's actually look at this thing here first. This is pretty neat. So this is a polycarbonate tube, the T8 size. It's meant to kind of be a bulb guard. And you can get this stuff for like three bucks at your local uh, big box uh, hardware store, right? Really neat. Uh, uh, you know, way to construct your own blade. Uh, this is parchment paper, and um, John Park did a great job on showing uh, the construction of a blade, sort of DIY style. Same way where uh, you get this polycarbonate tube, it's really cheap, and then you uh, use this parchment paper wrapped around uh, to diffuse it, because it's clear. So what we did is we uh, created our blade, 32-inch blade, which is this one here. And uh, we, we made a nice little kind of cover here, or this little kind of top there. And you can see that's where the blade resides. To keep the blade straight, um, John Park used um, coral plast, which is this like uh, poster board uh, plastic, which is really, really nice stuff, easy to cut, easy to work with, and it's translucent. So what you do is you sandwich it in between this, uh, this uh, NeoPixel strip, and it's in there, and I just taped it together. And all that gets stuffed in here, in uh, this, this tube here. So that's pretty nice, and it's a really affordable way to kind of construct your own blade. However, what's been happening is I've been using this a lot, and I kind of want to, well, it's starting to show battle scars. So if we go over the overhead, you'll see that I actually uh, am hitting it so hard that you can actually uh, bend and create nicks in here. And you can see that my paper is actually crumpling up because it's so flexible, right? So it's kind of, a, kind of a cheap prototype, in my opinion. If you want to actually battle somebody with this, you know, it's going to break. You're going to probably bend it because it's so thin. So, Oops. sorry, in Goodbye. my quest to find a better blade, 
huge shout out to Azure Skies, who brought me to the attention of ultrasabers.com, which is a, uh, uh, they sell. Specialize um, in lightsaber parts. And hilts. Yeah, all, all so, parts, right? Yeah. So let's go over to their website. Um, this is uh, where you can get your blades. So if you go over here to lightsaber parts, there is blades, and they have a whole wide selection of blades to choose from. They are all different grades, meaning um, how thick they are. So you have a mid-grade uh, and a high-grade. And I got the <laughs> I got the Ultra Edge Heavy Grade in Initiate Blade. Initiate? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's twenty-four bucks, and it's not three dollars, but it is diffused for you already. It has a tip that's resin casted, that's press fitted precisely for you. It's pretty nice. So I, I got the 24 inch version just to kind of see how it was. Again, it was like 24 bucks. But this thing is, is epic. This thing is so, so nice. Awesome. So right off the bat, the, uh, the blade so, itself is already diffused. Okay, it's super thick. This thing is three millimeters thick, the wall. And the diffusion is so good that I am using just a single NeoPixel strip. That is 80 pixels. The other blade that I had, it's like 200 pixels in its front and back, they're double-sided. And uh, this, th because the diffusion is so good on this tube, you just, you can get away you with just a single. You actually save on the cost. You of save on the cost and you save on the, on battery the, life. The complexity of it, I guess, yeah. Complexity. Battery life, well, this is a huge one. Yeah, yeah, so. Three dollars to twenty bucks. Yeah. You're saving a lot more, I think. Fun they do a really good job on this tip. However, I think my 3D printed one is a little bit better because yeah. this is resin and it's a. Uh, it you can see it, it has yeah. some hot spots there in the tip. It just not to not to poo poo it, but it's it's still really nice. And the transition from that to the tip, it just yeah, it just doesn't work throws out. it off. But, but uh, that is eliminated when you're actually using it in combat. Right. Posted in a combat. video yesterday oh yeah my gosh. So, so this entire time we've been building this um i've been like yeah that's cool set lightsaber yeah you know right but as soon as you put this blade on and then we actually start battle battling with it holy crap this thing is awesome <laughs> like I, I couldn't do that with it the, makes because uh, the tip would fly out difference the, we've had a lot of things like which there it goes apart there. yeah it literally <laughs> fell apart so battling, um, but you know, just using this, you know, you can hear the sounds like a crinkling. And sounds like you're hitting a pinata. Hitting, yeah, exactly. And then you, you get scars all over it. And then, like you were saying, having to use, you know, to have having to stick two um, strips together. Right. You know, having to do this construction here that makes it kind of. I know, think the cost gets offsetted. Like, spend a little bit more money on the tube. Mm -hmm. Invest money on the pixels, and you get a really nice one pixel. And you don't a see. World of it really can't see the because it's already white and it has a, some, uh, some mm -hmm. film inside to kind of protect. So let's go ahead and take it apart. I'm gonna take it apart real quick. We still got some time here. Actually, no, we don't. All right, well, we'll have to take it apart next time because um, I wanted to show you guys. That's uh, so awesome. Yeah, the, the construction of it, but we're getting there and uh, we'll show it off, at least show the so inside hidden. of it. Yeah, I can't even <laughs> find it where, where it goes. So again, magnet, uh, snap fits the magnet. Um, really easy to disconnect this. You just have a, a JST three pin guy here. You just pop it out. This comes off like this. You just twist it off, and if we go on the over here, you can see the inside of it. I'm using the Coroplast because it's such a thinner blade, um, and it's so thick inside. I only had to do three, uh, three uh, things wide, three segments wide, and then I sandwiched it as well. 
uh, to act as like a little plug. Mm -hmm. So that works really well. No glue, I can still pop it out. It's all friction fitted. And uh, this guy here is not coming out because the tonges are so good that I, I pushed it in and twisted it and now it ain't ever coming out. So that's nice. But the, the point is to kind of have your blade and your emitter, which is this kind of coupler thing here, uh, to be kind of nicely um, assembled or nicely press fitted. So you just twist this thing on and you can have yourself a different blade. So really, really cool. Huh, just that tip there. But that's what we got so far. Um, the, uh, the board itself, the feather wing, the prop maker feather wing is, is being worked on. It's coming soon. And uh, we'll have more details on that as, as time goes. But for now, uh, enjoy the, the demos and stuff. One of the first props that it's being made with. Next one, I don't know, Master Sword maybe? I think Master Sword would be cool. But actually the thing before that's gonna be really cool, Mario Cube. You yeah. Look out for that one. It's cool. Is that what it's called, Mario Dice? Dice yeah, Cube? Yeah, it is from Mario Party. Yeah. But it tracks your time. Mm -hmm. So that's cool <laughs> things. Cool. Yeah, so that is some cool stuff. Um, again, shout out to um, Azure Skies for uh, the tip on the blade savers, saber blades. We're also gonna, uh, we're also gonna look at some other ones here. This is uh, some cheaper ones, these are like 12 bucks. It's uh, thick as well. It's not as uh, funny. It doesn't have that plastic wrap on the inside mm -hmm. or it doesn't have a tip. It's a so little bit more bed browns. I'm going to see how it works out. I think it'll work well too. So I'm going to get some of those as well. And uh, it's 40 inches long, which is nice. So it's definitely, if you're looking for cost saving and a good quality. I like the size of this one though. I do too. At first I did not like uh, the length of it. I was like, oh, this is too short. You know, my 32 inch one is way better. But as you start swinging it around, you, you appreciate that you're not it, hitting yeah. things. It feels uh, so good. It feels really good. It weighs 1.2 pounds, 500 grams. So the thing is heavy and the blade is heavy. And uh, the emitter had to be kind of beefed up to kind of accommodate for the, for the weight. So uh, very nice. So fun. So cool. All right. So cool. Can't wait for it. All right, we've got 10 minutes left. That is Shop Talk. Let's go ahead and jump into uh, this, week's this week's Community, community makes. makes. Let's look at her. This is it. This super cool, I don't know why it's called a sugar dog, but it's like a... It's a title. It's a skull, a Halloween, Dia de los Muertes uh, inspired kind of dog. So yeah. It's got these really nice. It's extruded on the Ultra 3. And I'm gonna bring up the Thingiverse page. Actually, the S5, since I scaled it up as big as it could, this is by Magnet. Magnet on Thingiverse, there it is. Huge shout out to So Magnet. he tried to do a uh, dual extrusion of this, but I'm gonna have to upload because it was not properly done. Um, yeah, the, 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 the actual, would... yeah, they were actually like intersecting. Yeah, that's not good. So you have to use like the body as the cutaway so that these are nicely cut out with all of the um, curvature around the body. Yeah, so uh, it's a mesh mixer work? Actually, no, I used Tinkercad. Oh, okay, Tinkercad. <laughs> mesh yeah, mixer right. failed it on it. Um, Even after reducing there was too much... the polygons. Oh yeah, I tried that. Yeah. Actually, no, I had to use mesh mixer to reduce the polygons to bring it into Tinkercad, because oh. it's like a 300,000 um, triangle limit right. on it. So I didn't use mesh mixer for that, and then I imported both and set this up as the cutaway, and then exported this out so we could properly fit it um, on the Ultimaker. So I did try a NinjaFlex version of this first. Yeah. So here's the time lapse if y'all missed it. Way it did require some support material printed on the Ultimaker S5 with the Filamentum's Virgo Galaxy and uh, Rapunzel's Silver 
which is which is really great. It's got that infused um, glitter. It's good ah, stuff. So good. Completely hollow. I forgot I did do a hollow of the body as well inside of mesh mixer. So oh man, you got to use like three programs to build yeah. stuff sometimes. Yeah. But excellent job in terms of detail. Check out his face, the mask. We're using a 0.4 millimeter nozzle on this. It's just a 0.2 layer height. I did try making this in Ninja Flex, I'm using the glow in the dark Ninja Flex here. And yeah, I had a giant brim on there. It's a zombie dog. <laughs> yeah, I guess it could be like a zombie dog. It's cool as his tail wags with all of the um, hard. Oh, look at that. Oh, no, <laughs> oh, actually, this is the version that made me go, oh. Yeah, the geometry. Geometry is not good. You can kind of see here what I meant by yeah. parts intersecting. intersecting. Yeah. The printer will just print there. Yeah. It'll print on top of the last mm -hmm. or print over the layer and just kind of mix. That's them. actually what contributed to it all of this. Breaking, yeah. Yeah. So the strings could be cleaned up, but yeah, that's what happened. You here. do a Boolean difference on them, I guess. And just Mm -hmm. or merge or whatever they call it these days. Yeah. Merge it, subtract but, it. Yep, just something that I missed. So yeah, and I didn't yeah. use supports on that. Let's take a look at the... Sometime, one of these days we gotta do like a tutorial on how to bring these inside of Maya. So we oh, can yeah. add some bones, add some weight painting on this. You can actually move his head upwards. So it's completely 45 degrees. Cool. There's a lot of models like that that could benefit from... Just looking uh, just rigging the model just so that you can move his head or move, you know, arm or yeah. appendage just so yeah. they can be um, re-optimized. So you, optimized. you don't have to use support materials or anything like that. So uh, definitely one I've been wanting to do forever now. Yeah. Uh, just too, uh, just too much crap going on. <laughs> but super cool. Scale as big as you can. This is like 300. Forget the size of it or the length of it. All of that's in the video detailed for that. Excellent mm -hmm. job on this sugar dog. Yep, if you'd like to print your own, you can uh, get the... Comes in two, so here we go. You've got this file, just the <laughs> naked dog itself, the dog with it, <laughs> and then the parts separate. Kirby says to put a uh, peg leg <laughs> and an eye patch pirate, on him. A pirate peg leg. <laughs> that is idea. a good idea, yeah. yeah. Ninja Flex. I'm just going to leave it like that in the front yard. It looks like a <laughs> scary looking decoration. Man, it so looks good. like a cat. They do have a cat version. I saw uh, Liz printing mm -hmm. a cat one. Sugar cat. Sugar cat. So look for cat. I should have did that. So we have the cat and the dog. That would be cool. We'll do it next week. Cool. So shout Excellent out to job. Great job. My good. Makes two makes already. We gotta post that remix. A couple of makes from the community that yep. were found on the. I made a link post on Thingiverse. Yep. And on uh, Instagram, Instagram and uh, Virgil Twitter. Box posted this. It's a make of Pedro's uh, uh, Bowsette crown. This looks really good. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> cut his finger. I'm gonna be I super careful. That, that at the end. That is my worst fear every cool. time. Yeah, the cut cutting. Right there. This one's from Creepy Kazimi. Is this is this a playing video? Uh, no, it's a teacher. Excellent job of. Uh, making this her costume. Yeah. Like LEDs. I think they used um, sequins or neopixels, syllables, I think. Really? It said in the post somewhere on there. Hello there. It says, I thought it was a video. Super cool make. It's not a video? Okay. It's really good. Yeah, it looks good. Cool. And then, um, yeah, so those are those projects. We got some more. This is a, a, a make of the Pokemon potion USB battery. So we made a Pokemon potion 
prop uh, for one of these um, batteries, USB batteries, and um, it just looks great. It's a nice little design. We made ours with like lights and stuff. <laughs> it's kind of over the top. Another one here, this is the Orbital Lab Shaker. This is a simplified version um, using just the motor and, uh, is that a motor driver? I forget what it is. So you can check out the remix. Um, yeah, works out pretty well. So if you want a really simple, inexpensive uh, lab shaker, maybe you shake up some of your PVA prints, you can uh, do so. This uh, is with a motor and a battery, you can do that too. It works out pretty neat. And then here's a, a remix, a, re a make rather, of the Ninja Flex LED spikes. First make with a dog. That's right. Super cool. Dog costume. Look at that. The dog didn't even want to show his face. He's like, nah, dude. <laughs> nah. Very cool. Look at the wine. Is that a bottle of wine there? I'm more interested in the bottle of wine. Goose in there. Some goose. Give me some goose. Those are all the makes. If you'd like to post your makes, please do so. We uh, love seeing them and sharing them as well. Um, so Kirby just posted this, the mini Halloween McBuckets. We were just watching the commercial yeah, on the this. Yeah, you're movies. like, why don't they make commercials like this anymore with the yeah. little nugget puppets and all that? Mm -hmm. what, are the, what are their commercials now? I'm sure it's know. not as cool as that. Well, Pixel Grid is the coupon code. Don't forget it. If you want to pick anything up, it's going to work until 11.59 p.m. tonight. And then tomorrow we have another one. Um, but tonight we have some special things. So the show and tell is regular. It's mm -hmm. at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. That's when it starts. So if you want to come in and share, you can get a free sticker for all the attendees that show up and you can uh, show off your projects to the world. Uh, later tonight, however, instead of Ask Engineer, we have a special unboxing of AdaBox by John Park. So John Park's going to do that live mm -hmm. and uh, take questions right and all the show and stuff tell. right yep. after show and tell, yeah. So uh, shout out to John Parks. Um, and then I believe on Thursday, um, no show because uh, John's coming on tonight. Mm -hmm. Right, John? That's correct, yeah. yeah. I think John's doing that. So, uh, shout out to John Park. Awesome. All right, so that is the end of the show. Uh, remember, folks, all of your orders uh, help out the team, the Ada for Team, uh, New York and remote. So, thank you guys so much for uh, supporting us. It, it helps, you know, every little bit helps. Mm -hmm. That's so awesome. Yep, and that's Lots what we do these coupon codes. Of gears. But definitely help support so we can do all these cool projects. Yeah, man. Said it. Don't forget, jobs board is up. So if you want to get some uh, monies for your, for your skills or find some skilled people, use the job boards. It's back. Mm -hmm. Cool. We're going to be in the Discord chat room after the show. Um, probably after lunch. i got to go get my teeth fixed. Oh. I shattered a tooth and i got to get a cap. <laughs> all right. We've got to eat fast. Uh, so. No, that's fine. i got time. It's, it's like five minutes away. You know, I could walk there. Oh, that's there. right. Okay. Yeah, it's really, really. Well, yeah. So we'll see you guys next week. Yep. Follow us on all the socials. You can see some of the stuff we're working on. Yeah, up there. Um, at some of the sneak peek of stuff. Sense. Even if it doesn't make sense, when, what I'm showing, it'll eventually make sense when you watch oh, the yeah. show because you can see it complete, I guess. Yeah, true. <laughs> so definitely well tune in for that. Don't forget to like, subscribe to this video, share it with any of your um, engineer friends or somebody was asking, how do you come up with the project? You just do it. Just look at a guide. Yeah. To get some inspiration on something you really want to do and just do it. Okay. Thanks going to be it for yeah. this episode. <laughs> Thank you guys again. And uh, what were you going to say? Don't forget to make, make a, great, a day. great day. Now it's time for some fails. See you guys. Right. Let's see the fails. All right. So this is uh, 
the first try. Uh, this was the third try. Third try? Yeah. Now, why did this one fail? The supports? Adhesion, I believe. Adhesion? Oh, no. Another win for PEI. <laughs> Look at this one. Like, it's... You don't realize, is it at night, maybe? Oh, yeah, it's at night. Yeah, we're sleeping and it's happening. All right, the next one we have is a fail of the NinjaFlex version. And I told you, like, I don't want to see NinjaFlex. I want that black and silver combo. You're like, no, let's do orange and have it reflective and <laughs> pull out the camera. And it failed. Here it is failing. Um, in the midst of failing, it's just like printing the chin. It's like, oh, you didn't even look at this. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, it needs supports there. Oh, let's make its own supports. <laughs> That's actually what I thought was going to happen. I think you happen. forgot to mention that you used the 0.8 nozzle in, in combination with the 0.4 nozzle, is that right? Yes. So they're like... That doesn't matter though, since great. the model of it. Yeah. All right. Bye, folks. See you next week. See you next week.